She has been coaching 14 years and she's leading Team Platinum Presenters. She is an eight-time elite coach. And you know what? She's also a superstar diamond two coach. Now, she's also won awards in the network like the Leadership Award and the CEO Award. Those of you who are going to Summit, you will see that in person. These are special awards that we give only at Summit for various uh, leaders in the in the network who are contributing a great value to the network. Also, Success Club Months, she's got 148 months in Success Club. She is a true legend. And ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Christine Dwyer. <laughs> Super fun to be here. You probably have a very long lanyard of ribbons when you attend Coach Summit, right? Isn't it a joke? Like you can't even walk on stage with that lanyard. You've got to have oh, someone yeah. hold it for you. No, it's it's definitely filled with gratitude when you see that because it's just like what you said. It's about it's not about myself, but it's about the amount of people that you're impacting and what that lanyard means. So it's not my accomplishment; it's everyone else's too. I'm super glad you're on. And uh, 14 years ago, you you joined Beachbody. It was a huge yeah. day. I remember the whole Platinum Presenters uh, team started. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you came to Beachbody? and take it away. Totally. First, I want to say a huge props and recognition of gratitude for Sandy, because I don't know if you guys know how much work she puts in to getting these speakers lined up and ready, but also off summit. So really, she is an amazing person. And I want to make sure that I do a great job for her. So thank you so much for sharing your time with me as well. So when I first got started is actually 14 years ago, pretty much exactly May 31st, 2008 was when I decided to join. But I want to let you know that I was a no. Someone told me about coaching a year before, and I was like, no way. Why would I want to sell supplements and pay a monthly fee? Because that's all that they told me I was going to do. And I hope that you can recognize that, that the person that told me about coaching told me what I would do with it. And I was turned off by it. It wasn't a year later until someone else told me I should, should check it out. And they didn't really tell me what I was going to do with it. They just pretty much said, this is kind of what you're already doing. You should check it out. And that's when I decided to look at coaching and decided to become a coach. Now, I knew nothing about building a network marketing business. My previous professions, I guess, if you will, helped the skills to be able to grow a team. But when I first got started, I knew nothing about it. But what I did know about why was this coaching opportunity exciting for me was because I saw as a huge platform that it didn't matter who you were, if you were a fitness professional or not, that this was a platform that you could bring people together and help people become healthier, better people and fitter. And, and that was what was appealing to me. So yes, I am a fitness professional. And initially, a lot of the people that I proposed joining as a coach to are also in the fitness industry because that was my circle of influence. That's my 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 career. And so I knew nothing about it. But what I did know was this can be big. And that's why I started right out of the gate. Now, being a fitness professional, and if any of you are fitness professionals, you might know that you may be like I used to be. I was a yes person. Anytime there was a fitness opportunity, I was like, yep, I'll do it. I'll do it. 
And it came so much that when I decided to become a coach and I told my husband I was going to do it, he said he wanted nothing to do with it because he knew I was just going to say yes to giving all of myself to fitness, but not really getting much into return in return. So my life prior to this was always traveling. I was traveling about a week or two weekends out of each month. And I was working for Shalene Johnson's company, Powder Blue Productions, and my job required me to be available at a moment's notice. So I was pretty much working around the clock all the time. And I was becoming burned out. I was missing a lot of life experiences with my newborn and my my one and a half, two-year-old son. I was missing so much because I was so invested in just doing more in fitness. And it wasn't smart until I became a coach. And initially, when I first got started, again, I knew nothing about coaching. The people I told to do this knew nothing about coaching, but or didn't tell them to do it, but asked them to do it. Um, we all knew nothing about network marketing or any of it. But what we did know and what we were actually excited about doing is how can we bring people together? So this is actually a really cool thing because I don't know if you guys know or not, but over 14 years ago, there was no challenge pack. There were no challenge groups. There was no total solution pack, if you will. There's, there was none of that. But what we did have was this passion for bringing people together to do something fun that will help improve their goals in their life. So that was actually what we started with, was we started using Turbo Jam, the 10-Day Slim Down Challenge. It was a little nutrition booklet, and we held house parties. And we would run these little 10-day mini challenges surrounded around Turbo Jam. And everyone would come to the house and they would drink whatever protein shake it was at that time because there was no Shakeology. <laughs> and we would show them a fun video. We had it all outlined in a system. And this is what we're going to be talking about is a lot of the systems that were established, especially in my foundational years that have carried through. But we, I outlined a whole system of how to run a house party, telling them how to get people there, what to do step by step, even telling them exactly how to decorate and all the details, because we really wanted this to be such a fun experience for people to focus on their health and fitness. And all they had to do was get the little Turbo Jam DVD, or I don't even know if it was VHS back then, but they had to get that. And then we followed these. We would run them over and over and over again. But that only lasts for so long. And it did create a lot of turnover and a bit of burnout because it's harder to continue to keep getting new clients, as well as that activity can only grow your business so much when you're just focusing on this one small puzzle piece. And it really, we needed to grow a lot faster. So when I was really coming up with looking back at what, what has kept my business strong for these past 14 years. If you look at a lot of the leaders that are on my team, you know a lot of them. And what made them stay strong? What made them want to keep going? What made them help other teammates build strong leadership? And I looked back and I really wanted to make sure that I prepared what really made the difference. And it's not always about just putting your head down and doing the work. Because back then I could outwork anyone. I would work until I got everything done and more because it, it's easy for you to control what you can do, but that is limiting. It limits you. It burns you out and it restricts your, your growth. And initially, when I was looking at all of these people, who are they? 
who are these coaches? And, th and they don't even have to be top 15 star diamond coaches. Cause yes, I do have 15 star diamond personally sponsored coaches, but even coaches who are still in it. So they maybe built a diamond business, but it's 14 years old, 13 years old, 10 years old. Those coaches, who are they? Why are they still here? Why are they still helping just one more person each month? And really working with, I work with a business mentor and I really wanted to make sure I shared the core of what was the big difference. And a lot of it boils down to exactly of, these were people that I already knew previously, already had experiences with, we already had a trust, we already had some common ground. So I'm not saying that you totally dismiss social media because that was actually one of the strongest things I did in the beginning, me and my, my team, was we didn't want to only talk to someone face-to-face -face in person, in real life, IRL, to be able to share this with them. We focused on social media because many of us were moms and we didn't want to go sit down at dinner with a flip chart sharing what the business coaching business was about. So what I, I know if I look back at who's still with me, who's still growing, who on their team is still growing, not just myself, but their team, it's people that we really knew IRL in real life. We have experiences. We feel like we're going to be doing something together. And that's honestly one of the biggest reasons I signed up my entire family when, well, they signed up when we first got started because they aren't fitness professionals, but I was like, this is something we all can do together and grow our health and fitness in our community. And that's one area that I think many people sometimes shy away from because they're nervous about that, that person in real life and what they might think about what they're doing. Well, you got to stand confidently. First of all, the number one thing that you have to stand strong with is you have to believe in what you're doing. It doesn't matter what products we have. Those are amazing products. But you, first of all, can't be a super fan of every single product. You have to connect with what works for you, what people have had amazing experiences with, and really connect with your purpose and your, your mission. And you have to lead with that confidently because no one wants to work with someone who's dipping a toe in and out. They want to know that the person is in it and they're bettering themselves. So that's where, you know, these four vital behaviors are really a core foundation because you have to create these habits of consistency where you don't even think about it anymore. And that's really what the four vital behaviors really are. But if I look now, okay, what really was our first strong, if I'm going to boil it down to three things, if there's three core fundamental things that grew my team, grew me, grew the, their downline, all of us growing together through the formative years through to now, kind of identified three big areas. So the first one is you have to build deep connections. Now, initially, when you are talking to people that you already know in real life, you already have that kind of ground. You're already starting to build and grow and you're doing something together and it's fun. Like, I'm so thankful I asked my friends to do this with me because, gosh, we're like doing something together still 14 years later where if we didn't, what we were doing before has died. We probably would have had, like died in our friendship as well. But this has allowed us to keep growing and make a bigger impact. So in the early years, yeah, we did a bunch of these challenges over and over and over again. 
And that built connections. It really built a lot of community, local community, and even sometimes virtual. I mean, back then I was on MySpace. I was really good at putting music in a background on my MySpace. There was no, I wasn't really on Facebook and there was no Instagram. So most of the time it really had to be a lot of in-person and email communication in any MySpace. But you know, also where else? The message boards. I was on a message board called Let the Party Begin for Turbo Lovers, and we would support a lot of people on there. So it was really focusing on building this community. Now, here's something where we're building on social media. What I've recognized is if you fail to really build personal experiences with those that you are meeting on social media, personal with you, that you feel this connection, that you want to do good with each other, do good for each other. If you don't bring them into a deeper purpose to, to find a deeper vision and mission that you're all working towards, that's where there's going to be a lot of turnover. So just bringing in a lot of people without building this responsibility to each other, this connection to a mission, this connection to a vision, and this being a part of something bigger where they actually feel that that's where there can be a lot of turnover. So there's um, three big things in this section, this of how do you actually then build connections with people offline and online. Offline, it's going to take, it's going to go faster because you've already had some sort of a connection, a track record experiences that that will go faster. But with your online relationships, you have to work at really bringing in that connection and also that connection of how can they feel like I'm in this for the long term, because that's your goal is to help people change their life for long term, that this is a lifestyle. I actually feel sad when a coach decides to cancel, because first of all, when they decided to join, they were so excited. They had a vision. They had a goal. They wanted to do big things. And then whatever happens that they don't follow through, they don't connect in or whatever, and they cancel. I personally look at it as sad because I look at our real life and typical jobs out there. It's not very common for jobs to promote for you to do personal development. It's not very common for jobs to really promote that you build community. It's mostly just get your job, job done. And being a coach, whether you're going to grow a big business or not, is a constant breadcrumb reminder for yourself that you're, you've got to be a better person. You've got to become better. You've got to become healthier. You've got to help impact even just that one person. And that's where I get sad because this is something that I feel is so passionate about. There's no question of why I'm going to still be here for years to come because it's the complete package. So there's three big things you can do to really build a lot more depth connection, and it relates to a lot of in-person events and online events. So let me go through some things that I've identified. Okay, what did we do? All right, so the first ones, Carl mentioned Summit. I cannot stress enough the importance of coming to Summit. And, and it's not going to be easy, especially the times that we're in now. It's not easy. There's always going to be a reason why you say you can't this year, but you will next year. You have to stop those excuses because that's your excuse that you're validating to yourself. It was very difficult for me to leave my newborn to go to my very first summit. It was very difficult. Bringing that breast pump all over the place was not fun. <laughs> but it was that important. The finances to get there, 
pile into a, a room with each other, it creates a bigger experience. That's where you're going to create a lot more deeper connections when you pile into a hotel room with a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm just going to suggest that. But going to Summit is, I think, uh, a no-brainer. That, that should be a non-negotiable for you every year. The other ones that we offer, the quarterly events, the super weekends, those are great opportunities, especially if you're brand new, to really hear stories, of course, from everyone speaking, but just the chatter amongst who you're sitting next to, to see how everyone is just so excited about what they're doing and how they're helping other people and get all these great ideas. We have to focus on creating more of a transformational experience for people. When they are just focusing on um, the products or what they're doing with their coaching business, the, the rigid old activities that you're supposed to do every day when you sit down to do your, your business activity tracker, that can become rigid. That can become a hamster wheel and that can create burnout and that can create disconnection. And that's why these in-person events are that important to be able to create. Now, the second thing is, to really focus on attracting community that of people that you personally know. And I know some of you are thinking, I know no one. I don't ever leave my house because that's me. <laughs> I barely leave. I barely get ready. Um, I, do, I have a circle of influence. And the majority of the people that I knew were people that I knew in some um, fashion, but we all didn't live near each other. So in my profession, I traveled around and wherever I met someone, we built that connection and we stayed in touch and we chit chatted and we built these experiences. So sometimes you have to really think outside of what you do day to day. And you have to start to think and don't just think about all oh, my high school friends because, yeah, they are there. They're going to be watching what you post. But you've got connections with people through your professions, through them. So it's not exactly who you know, but it's also that circle of influence of who they know. And usually when you meet someone of someone that you connect with, there's already some sort of a bond and a level of trust. Um, and the other thing is really, again, establishing more of a vision. And again, why are you doing this together? So that was my first point. So again, just to recap it is to, again, first focus on creating that transformational vision. So I'm a fan of what is your why? But I'm also not a fan of what is your why, because I think people take what is your why too easy. Like you've got this pie in the sky, why? But it's okay if you don't achieve it. We kind of validate that for ourselves as well. Like with Success Club, sure, I've, I've gotten it every month since we started it. You know what? It's not my goal. It's not my goal to achieve Success Club every month. It's my no matter what, no matter what. At the end of the month, there will not be a month gone unless I've achieved Success Club 10. It's not always easy. I sometimes have to really look back to what I've done before in previous months and recognize, oh, I wasn't doing these certain activities that I need to do now so that I can make those things happen. So again, really focusing on what is going to bring you together. And it might even be virtual events. Your virtual events could be... Um, We've done these uh, groups, collaboration of leaders, where we come together and we do these kind of uh, 
bet challenges where everyone puts in a little bit of money. And then we do these growth training throughout it and rank growth. And at the end of each month or whatever, you get a pot. That's a great way to pool together, align people with success club partners. It's about creating fun experiences. Think of like that party that you went to and you now like always talk about what you guys said there and what the host served. You're creating experiences. You're creating responsibility together. And honestly, it has to be in real life events and virtual events. Don't shy away from those virtual challenges. Even something as simple as creating a Facebook pod, a message pod. I have a group and you know what? When someone brand new comes in and they want to build the business, I bring them in. You know why? Because they're not just getting taken care of from me. They're getting taken care of from my other coaches that are in there. We all can add and give each other tips and advice. So don't always think it has to be on your shoulders to support and lead. If you group people together and at least give a system, people will connect through and follow. So the the second foundational point that I kind of recognize of, all right, what has really grown this strong Superstar Diamond 2 business over the 14 years? Um, Developing long-term commitment. So what, what, what did that look like? In the beginning stages, I already said, I knew nothing about network marketing. <laughs> it was a joke because when I first heard about um, running a webinar, I was like, okay, I will do it. What is a webinar? <laughs> I had no idea what it was because we have to learn through the process. But I was a person that was going to go for it. I was a person that was going to stand forward and raise my hand and tell people, come on, let's do this together. I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. We're going to do it. It's it's the excitement from the leader. I was all in, like no toes. I was totally in, all the way in. And no one questioned that. No one questioned my stability to step up and lead. I will figure it out if we don't know what to do. So initially, yeah, it was a struggle because we were running those challenge groups and they were great. But again, that only lasts for so long. My team was having great success with it. But it's like, oh, let's do another house party. You you can't. So personally for myself, because again, I took advice from my mentor and she always suggested to learn from the experts. So in the beginning stages, something I did that you don't need to do, thankfully, because this has already been established, is I actually brought and hired and worked with a consultant, a network marketing expert. And in that, I helped by inundating him with my leaders. So he didn't just mentor me, he mentored my leaders too. And what we he established was some no matter what of what you have to do. And you wanna know one that actually I was like, I'm not gonna have to do that. Be on a monthly continuity product. I was like, I don't need to, I'll sell enough of those Turbo Jam weighted gloves, I don't need to. But thankfully, we have a ton more nutritional products than we did from way back then. I mean, seriously, all you could eat was a P90X bar and a Slim Fast can thing that we had and some protein mix and stuff. That was pretty much it. We've got a wide array of nutritionals that there's something for everyone. There's something for everyone. And my mindset was I don't need to because I'll probably sell it anyway to get points I needed. But that was the wrong mindset, first of all, because, again, it's the, the pace of that leader. And that leader, if they don't see the value of achieving success club or being on a continuity product or having a bod group or going to summit, what does that trickle down into your team? That it's not important. You don't have to. And that's where I had to check myself. 
And boy, thankfully I did. The other thing that um, he really established was personal development. I really didn't focus on personal development because again, I really thought it was like very hooey. <laughs> um, and again, I use personal development more so as to train your brain to want to have more, that you can, that you're, you got to move past your limiting beliefs. Like that's what I always thought personal development was. But I thrive on tangible, actionable leadership development, team development, bettering yourself as a person overall in the actions you do development. And the first book he had us all read, which was everyone's favorite book for years, it was The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. So I feel that that's a perfect book for you if, if you feel that you have a ceiling on yourself, that you, you feel that you have a limitation of how big you can go, how much you can impact, or how confidently you can stand in this. That's a fantastic book. But here are some of the most critical habits that we followed that grew that connection. So again, all these things I'm sharing with you is not actions of what to do, but what did we do together to really ground a strong foundation for long-term vision, transformational vision. And one of the things was called a rhino call. So we did this for years and it was a no fluff call and it was no training at all. You basically had five actions of tasks that you had to do. If you want to look at it as a business activity tracker, but it was only five things. <laughs> That's all it really was. And every Thursday night at 1030 Eastern Standard Time, we would run this call and everyone would have to call and unmute themselves and report what they did for those numbers. Numbers didn't lie. So even if, I mean, one of my best friends, Angie Green, always tells me the story of how she was sitting in her bed and my, I would call her name to come forward and she'd be like panicking because she knew she had to report. I presented the business to five people this week. I read 10 pages of my personal development this week or whatever it was. She knew that she had to hold herself accountable as much as it was hard and, and she was tired or whatever it was. She still showed up. And look at her to this day. If you don't know her, she's one of my top successful coaches. That's because she showed up when it was difficult. She showed up and she had to show face <laughs> to, to everyone who, who followed through. So how can you identify, okay, who's going to do this? There's some simple things that are really going to stand out in front. One of them is really understanding who is showing up. So first of all, who's going to raise their hand and who is going to show up to the uncomfortable call or that uncomfortable event or whatever you're establishing as that check-in? There has to be a strong check-in where excuses can't run over it. And even if by chance someone couldn't attend it, they would still message in their accountability report for it. So identify the people who are showing up. And here's kind of a, an easy way that I, I look at someone in terms of, are they going to be someone that you pour, pour, pour into? So I'm going to pour into everyone, by the way. I don't want anyone to cancel. I want them to succeed in one way, some small way, small little way. But who's the ones that are not going to abuse your time because you have to protect your time are the ones that are not looking for the negative, the ones that aren't questioning what you're doing, questioning what they're doing, always 
feeding into some sort of drama or disgruntled about something happening with customer service. Those are the people that it's going to be hard. I'm not going to say you're not going to be able to work with them, but those are the people where you really need to be strong with protecting your time and to really align them with activity and recognize their follow through and keep developing them in that way. But for the ones who, who see a can-do attitude, there's possibility. We're going to figure it out. Let's just do it together. I'm showing up. Here's my, my, my accountability. Those people, those are the ones who are like, yes, give it. Like, get in my belly. Let's go. And you keep giving them more accountability and responsibility, which is going to help you develop them. So that then leads into creating those long-term foundational leaders that then go off and build their own team is to start to develop them to stand up more as an individual, as an individual leader. And that's by partnering with them on some call that you're doing or having them partner to lead and run a challenge group or, or doing some special thing where they need to step up in front of the team as being someone who's doing something. They're following through. They're, they're growing their team. And, and when you can lift more leaders to showcase that you are doing great, even one of my um, One Star Diamond coaches, Sarah Caulfield, I asked her one week, we were running a live business presentation and the speaker that had signed up to run it couldn't do it. So I asked her, I said, you should do this. And she'd never run one before. And she was nervous. And I, I gave her, of course, the slides to use. And I gave her a run through of what to say. But I just said, just speak from personal experiences. Just keep it story-like, calm. But when you step up to lead a presentation, you now identified yourself as, I'm serious. I'm a leader. I'm someone you can trust. I'm confident. Come with me and I'll help you bring your contacts forward. Because she's running it for anybody who needs a presentation to be run. And she did it. That's where leadership grows. She was a diamond coach when she did that one. She's now a one-star diamond coach. Growth happens when you keep involving and creating more of that personal connection and experience. Your conversations don't always have to be just about Beachbody. Get to know them in real life. Get invested in them. Now, the final part is executing what matters every day. So obviously, we have a business activities tracker. Definitely suggest using that one form or another. Um, there's multiple different operations of or daily method of operations that you could use that are going to help you grow your business. But I wrote down some key things that I look back on my own self. Again, what did I do then? And what am I still doing? So first of all, I want to say this. I'm 14 years old in this in this business, but I still never tell someone what they're going to do as a coach and why they should join as a coach. I never do ever because why someone told me and I said, no, I always have that conversation, give them the thought or idea of this is something they should check out and then invite them to watch a video presentation. I have two presentations. I always suggest at least have a this or that. So when you're telling someone, Hey, you should check out coaching. I always suggest just have two. I use Carl's six minute video on what is a team beach body coach. And then I've got a longer presentation, the one that I've run, a 45-minute one. And I ask them, which one would you want me to send? Always have a direction of what to send someone 
but never tell them what they're going to do as a coach. Let them see it, feel it, get excited about it. And you're there for the follow-up. So if I look back, okay, what am I still doing then? Here's some key things that I know that I'll do. Every month is, is not a crap shoot. It's not like, oh, what am I going to do this week as I sit down to coaching? No, it's pretty standard of what I'm going to do. On average, for me, I run a 10-day challenge group every month, typically. And it always starts the second Monday of the month after there was a full week already of the month. You know why? Because I start promoting for it two to three weeks out before. So I'm looking at my month, and this is what you should do. Reverse engineer your schedule. Because if you're not working off a schedule and if you're randomly throwing darts of what activity you're going to do, or if you just sit down and start writing out, what am I going to do? Or if you sit down and go into a Facebook group of uh, your team and say, okay, guys, what are we doing today? It shouldn't be a, a question. You should have it reverse engineered and it should be repeating. Of course, you can tweak. You can make it fun. That's why I like to make my challenges different. It's not always the same 10-day challenge every month. We'll do different things. But two to three weeks out, I'm promoting for it. I'm having those back-end conversations so that by the time the first of the month comes around and I've got a first full week of the month already run through, those people can order their product and I've already got my success club points done for the beginning of the month and I start running my challenge on that Monday, the second Monday of the month, because everyone loves to start on a Monday. So look at what your activities are, which is reoccurring for me, always running a, a challenge group. And I do it not by myself. And you know why? I did it by myself for years. And you know what that created? Burnout. It was arduous. Like every month, the end of the month would come. And I'm like, oh, I got to start promoting. I got to get another challenge group. I got to start putting up the daily post. Because when you do things by yourself, you get burned out. You have to lean on others. And this is where I'm going to go into some strong next points. With my challenge group, I gave up that one by myself. I pulled together a lot of my um, newer coaches and upcoming leader coaches, and we all do it together. And you know why that works? It's because it's not all on my shoulders to put up a post every day. It's not all on my shoulders to get the customers in there. Because when you bring more people in, more conversations happen. When there's more people and their job, my coaches, we're all responsible to commenting and, and keeping the conversation going. So I'm going to suggest you collaborate, find teams to work with. It doesn't need to be just one person. Grouping is better. So now if I look at what am I doing each week? Well, I've got some strong things here. And i got to give a huge shout out to Jamie Shepard. Jamie Shepard put together a huge collaboration of leaders to run power hours, pretty much three times per day. And different leaders of so much success, so much backstory, so much ways to share how to do coaching in so many different topics. So there's topics of how to network. The next one is how to invite and follow up. The next one is how do you plan your week? So these power hours have been I think one of the strongest steps that have been taking in the business. And again, shout out to Jamie for putting it together because that has allowed us as leaders to, again, ugh, take the weight off ourselves to lean on each other. I know I've, I know those leaders and I know my contacts and my coaches and their coaches are in safe hands by these leaders running these power hours where if you just plug in, if you just plug into this one hour, and follow what the leader tells you to do, you're growing your business. That's a no-brainer to me. 
you should establish at least three to five power hours per week. Uh, working off your bat and just to keep going, because I know we're running on time, <laughs> to dedicate personal development time. I will be honest and say this is one of my most challenging things because I'm not a book reader. I'm a listener when it comes to books. Isn't that weird? I'm, I'm a very visual person. I actually love to read books. I lie. I love to read books. I always talk about some of my favorite ones. Um, I love Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. I love uh, Johnny Kiff's Start. Um, I love to dog ear and highlight. I love that, actually. But what I found is when I fall off the wagon of reading books because I haven't scheduled time to do it, where I thrive is listening. Audible. I love to walk the dogs and listen. So where are you having your anchor to listen to personal development? So if I'm walking a dog, I got three labs. I got time for personal development. Where's your anchor to make sure you're doing your personal development? And the last part about it and the last thing is you got to participate in the challenge group. Whether you're not running it yourself, you need to act as if. Act as if you are running it. Be very visible. Show up because those people in there need to see who are leaders too. And when you comment, you don't just comment like, great job. You ask questions, you create conversation. So realistically, those three things of really building deep connections and making sure you create personal experiences, creating more responsibility to each other. I know that I grew because I felt responsible, honestly, to Carl. I did. <laughs> I felt like I wanted to show that I can do this. And I want to show I've got an amazing team that can do this. And I wanted them to be showcased. Like I wanted the doors to be blown off because I was so passionate about having a vehicle that I didn't have to create to be able to help just another person. So I hope that that's something that you can look at for yourself as well in these three foundational areas. If you're meeting people on social media, you can build a deep relationship with them. I have plenty of top leaders, superstar diamond coaches that I've met on Facebook and on Instagram that I didn't know before coaching, but it's because we built that depth, experiences, in-person events. That's your first opportunity to show up, go to summit, and you're going to totally change your vision, your mission, and transformation with your coaching business. I... I honestly don't even know whether to cry or to come out and hug you because you're just you're you're a pioneer in this business, you know, and you came as a full-fledged leader and you still showed up. You still had to learn the way that this business, I mean, you helped build this business. We didn't know um, how to build the network marketing business when we opened Beachbody 15 years ago. I feel like you are wise, you are humble, you are intuitive, you are relevant, you know? And everything that you've been sharing with the audience today, like, I, I feel like, you you don't you didn't make excuses like I keep saying the more things change the more they stay the same you're still running groups you are still reading personal development you are still getting success club you are still using a tracker to track your progress you you still do everything so the the reason why I I did these calls with coach legends is to show what really matters most years out um yeah. The other thing I'm thinking of is every single person who is listening or watching right now is either new or a seasoned coach. If they're new, they're looking to do things 
uh, that their coach has told them to do. And it's the same, you know, and if they're seasoned, they're going, yep, they're all agreeing with you. This is how you do it. You know, like it's, and, and I also feel like everybody who's listening or watching can say, well, I used to do it that way. Now I do it this way. There is always going to be this arc of experience that every single coach is, it, you know, five minutes in, you're going to say, oh, well, I was doing it like that, but this is working better for me now. And that's what you did. You came in and you were a fitness professional and you were like, well, this is how we do it or this is how I do it. And then you quickly learned that's not working for me. And you yeah. were coachable and you even got outside help, you know, to figure out where your skills were transferable. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I'm speechless because you, you just in a nutshell, in an hour long nutshell, maybe less than that. You, you've just really nailed it on what it, what it means to be a coach and a leader and create depth. And I just love you so much. And oh, thank you. And, and, you know, if you were to say what, what key factor has played a role in your success, you know, take, take the closing. Yeah. Well, my, my problem <laughs> was that, again, I will do it all. I will get it done. And that was a problem that I relied only on myself. And that's just because that's how I grew up. Like if you worked hard, you got praise. So that's what I really focused on as every profession I've ever done. I always created systems for it, taught people how to use it. And then we all implemented it. That's what I did when I used to do um, x-ray medical applications as when I used to work for Shalene Johnson's company with her master trainers and presenters, and then carrying that over into coaching. Thankfully, I've had those previous professions to be able to kind of help me with this. But with Shalene as my mentor, she always told me some key points that I really needed to work on. And these were great things that I needed to hear because again, as a bull, I will push and I will keep pushing to get it done and to make sure it's the best that it is. And some of the things that she said was I needed to learn how to delegate (laughs) as well as to learn how to um, keep myself evolving to being coachable, which I was always coachable. So I'm not going to say that I wasn't with that. But the other third part was to honor my priorities. So, yes, my coaching life is different from the very beginning to the mid years to where I am now. So now I've got different goals that I work on. So my goals may not be to constantly have a new title or another award or another notch in my lipstick case. Like it may not be that because I really am honoring my priorities, which are my two kids and to making sure that I'm present with them, especially during these years, because I've only got a few more years before they off independently doing their own stuff. So we have to constantly evolve as a leader as well. And thank God I went in all in the beginning. I gave it my all to build that foundation so that you keep that that well going. So if I look at what were my superpowers and how did I kind of develop myself? Well, my superpower, I feel, is I am very consistent with something if I am all in on it. If I decide to do something, I am doing it to the best of my best. I will always go all in. And one of the most important strategies with doing that now 
is recognizing that you can't do it all, Christine, <laughs> that you do need to lean. And that's where if I look back now on the, oh, the like stress relieving activities I'm doing as a coach is I don't need to create it. I don't need to be the only one teaching it. I don't need to be the only one telling people, let's go, let's go, let's go. So what I've really leaned on is collaborating with so many amazing leaders. I love it and I feel honored when a group of us come together to do something where we're helping anybody. Jessica Nelson just put together this great success club group. And I'm like, thank God there's always other leaders who want to pool other leaders because collaborating, leaning on each other is the most important thing you can do as a leader because you can't do it all and you need to set your ego aside if you're trying to only do it by yourself because that will limit you as well.